another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, after a piece of quick piece of news, we'll be getting into our uh, bus segment for this year. So to the, in today's show, we'll basically be giving you all of the fantasy football busts for next year, or at least our predictions of who is more likely to bust than uh, people in rankings and draft projections make them out to be. So busts are sort of different than overvalues. Overvalues can be like guys who are, I mean, busts, they're similar in that they're going higher in drafts. But busts are guys that might do like really way, way worse than their ADP. It's sort of different than just being a little bit overvalued. Um, like because busts, and we have done overvalues in the past, busts are sort of like guys who can completely fall off the map mm-hmm. in the future fantasy season. And uh, Chris, I'm back. I know I'm glad to be back, be back to be talking fantasy. I know you're on vacation again, but I'm glad you could still come to be on this podcast. Yeah, I'm back on vacation, but uh, I managed to make it back for the podcast. Couldn't make it to the live show yesterday, but I'm back. Yeah, um, in case you guys didn't know, we have a live show on Sportscaster. It's uh, called Second and Goal Sports Talk. It's at sportscastr.com slash sgsportstalk. Um, you can also download the Sportscaster app the way I spelled it and find it there. That was supposed to wait till the end of the episode when we do all our uh, promotions or whatever you want to call them. Um, excuse me, but it didn't. So we'll get started now. And the big piece of news that just came out yesterday, we were actually trying to record this podcast on Sunday. It's being released on Monday, of course, but now we're recording it on mm-hmm. Monday and we're glad we recorded it now because since the, in the last 24 hours, Cam Newton has signed his one-year contract with the New England Patriots. Chris, I have him as quarterback 21. I think he's sort of a high-risk guy with his injury history, but his rushing ability mm-hmm. definitely keeps him in the conversation. Yeah, if he can return to the form that he played at in 2015 when he won the MVP, be a top 10, even top 5 quarterback for a Patriots team, it's not too bad Cam Newton into the uh, equation. But I think that it's a really good move by the Patriots. I think that these two players were – or the Cam Newton and the Patriots, this was kind of a really good move for both of them because Cam needed a job and the Patriots needed a quarterback. I don't think they really had the trust in Jared Stidham that some of the Patriots – people had described so I think it's just all around a good move for them yeah I agree I think it's a good move for them for sure I think it's a better move for them than it is for fantasy football purposes but um yeah we were briefly talking about that Chris hasn't ranked Cam Newton yet but Chris where would you if you had to rank him where do you think you would have Newton right now I think I'd have him a little bit higher than you maybe around that 18 kind of range as a mid-tier backup quarterback yeah, I think that's fair. I him, again, I have him at 21. Um, so we will get started with our bust segment for today. And uh, we did a little bit of le- less bust than usual. Uh, we did 2-3-3-2 two, three, three, two at each position instead of 4-4-3 three, three, four, four, three, like we did with sleepers last week. But we have also a guy that we share in our bust prediction at each position. And just like last mm-hmm. week, we raced to write these guys down. And some of these guys are going to result in bitter feuds and debates throughout the show. Um, so, Chris, we'll go to you and your first uh, guy is a guy who definitely lost his top target, receiving target, uh, during the offseason. Yeah, it's got to be Deshaun Watson. I don't, I'm not saying that I think that Deshaun Watson is going to bust, but out of some of the quarterbacks, I think that he's most likely, just because he loses his uh, wide receiver one in DeAndre Hopkins, I think that you really don't know how he's going to recover. You don't know if he's going to be able to play at the same form that he did when uh, DeAndre Hopkins was there. And overall, it's just a rough situation in, in uh, Houston. So I think that a lot of things could go wrong, that, which could really send Deshaun Watson in the bus direction. 
Yeah, I don't know if I would really share the bust prediction with you uh, for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think he might do a little bit worse than people expect, but I don't know if he's going to completely go fall off the map. He's, I feel like he's just too talented to do that. But, um, yeah, we'll go to our next guy, though. Um, and my first guy – well, I guess not our next guy. My first guy. And it is Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford, for me – uh, he, the reason I have him as a bust is not because of his talent. I think he's very, very talented. I just think he has this huge injury risk. He's had back injuries that have plagued him for multiple seasons. And Chris, I'll be interested to hear your side of the argument because I know you disagree with me on this. But um, Matthew Stafford, I feel like there's no reason for him to be healthy now. And I foresee him maybe playing eight games next year, playing those very well, but then sitting out when your team needs him most in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think that Matthew Stafford, the thing with him – I think that he will – I think that he's really low floor and really high ceiling because there's a huge chance that he could be really good because he's a really talented quarterback and he's good weapons at the wide receiver position in Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. The problem is he's just so injury and prone, so you don't really – you can't trust him and that gives him that huge opportunity to bust. So I'm not going to say that I think he's a bust, but I, I think he could be just as much of a boom as he could be a bust, but I think that there's definitely a real chance that he could be a bust. Yeah, and just so you guys know, for the listeners, Chris is on vacation, and I don't think his Wi-Fi is as good as usual. So um, just because there's, if there are, like, noise, glitch noises in the recording, then that's why, and we apologize for that. And But we're trying our best, so we'll continue. Hopefully you guys can still hear our fantasy knowledge. I'm sure you can, of course. Uh, so, Chris, we'll go to you with your next bust. Yeah, my next bust is going to have to be Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that this is mainly because he's in a run-heavy offense, so I don't know if I can trust him at the moment. It's just because he really only has one huge weapon in Debo Samuel. I think the addition of Brian Brandon Ayuk could help him, but in a run-heavy offense, I think that there could be a lot of problems there, and I think that Jimmy Garoppolo could be potentially shut out. And, you know, you may say, hey, he's on one of the better teams in the league, but I don't think that's because of his passing ability or anything. I think he's just not really even that talented of a quarterback. So I don't think he's going to find much room in that uh, San Francisco offense. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is just a very average guy. I wouldn't say he's going to fall off the map, but he's not very exciting. And I sort of agree. When the 49ers run the ball a lot in their offense, their passing becomes like – sometimes passing can become non-existent in some of their games. And that's sort of the issue with that. I feel like passing can sort of be worked out of the equation a lot and then Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really get opportunities to produce either. Um, I've got Aaron Rodgers as my next guy, and the reason for this is just name recognition. It's purely name recognition because people who don't follow fantasy that much, this is sort of one for people who don't follow fantasy as much. They know Aaron Rodgers. Everyone knows who Aaron Rodgers is. Even if you've just seen him in a State Farm commercial, everyone knows who Aaron Rodgers is, and they know he's a good player, so they might target him higher than when he should be drafted. But the fact is Aaron Rodgers, partly because the Packers have, have not given him weapons or not done a sufficient job of that over the past couple of years Aaron Rodgers has been on the decline for a little while now and he's sort of producing last year he produced back-end QB1 inconsistent numbers and then I feel like that will continue and even he'll have a decline I am also excited about the top tier of quarterbacks this year so I think he'll, he's behind a lot of guys that I like just like more next year yeah I think that really only in that name recognition is what's keeping him up there I mean there's a huge chance that he could bust because he doesn't have that many weapons I mean I like I said I do like Alan Lazard, but that's only because the Packers have such little such a little amount of weapons. And I think that Devontae Adams didn't do as great as we thought he could last year. I think it's kind of 
I think Devontae Adams is going a little bit too high in some drafts as like the number two wide receiver. And I just don't think that Aaron Rodgers is as good as so many people think he is. I mean, he shouldn't be overvalued just because of his name. And I think that's what hap- what's happening right now. Yeah, especially in fantasy. I think he's a very talented player, of course, but um, in fantasy, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a totally different story. So, Chris, why don't you say our both prediction, both our, the bus prediction that we both share, and then I'll introduce it for running back. Yeah, our uh, bus prediction that we both have is Jared Goff, and I think this is just because there's not much potential there. I mean, there's not much to work with. I don't think he's that talented of a quarterback. It's not like he's in an awful situation. I think Calvin would agree he's just hasn't been able to put up any big numbers, and he's just really not a super talented in an offense that should be really good. Yeah, I mean, the departure of Brandon Cooks doesn't help, but he's had the weapons, and I guess they also lost Todd Gurley, too. He's had the weapons, but it's just, and he was able to produce two years ago, but last year, when he was facing a lot more pressure from the Blitz, he sort of wilted under pressure because he's not that mobile quarterback who can get out of the pocket, and he doesn't stay calm in the pocket like a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So Jared Goff succumbed to a lot of sacks last year, too. That didn't help him at all. So Jared Goff, I think, barely even deserves to be drafted. He's literally my last quarterback on the list, number 20. 24 um it for so in 12 team leagues he should be the last quarterback off the board in my opinion um yeah, yeah I think I have him around like 22 or something I just really don't think that he's that good and he doesn't have much potential and there's just a yeah. lot of room for him to bust especially if teams start putting more pressure on him yeah I agree definitely um, so we'll go to running back, and I'll start this off this time with David Montgomery, who Chris definitely agrees with, but we've got a different guy for our both prediction. Um, David Montgomery is just, in his second year, he would be primed for a breakout, except David Montgomery's not a very fast guy, and he's not as dominant as Derrick Henry, so he can't really make up for it. Derrick Henry's like, I guess he's average speed. I won't say Derrick Henry's slow, mm-hmm. but like he can make up for it with his pure just ability to run defenders over. David Montgomery really doesn't have that, and that's why last year, a lot of the time, you would see his stat lines where he's just averaging three yards per carry, or maybe even less sometimes, and that's not good for a running back. David Montgomery doesn't get the most opportunities and I think he will be have the opportunity to be the lead back in Chicago, but because he has a terrible yards per carry average, he's sort of at the back tier of those, maybe just outside, back end RB2 or just outside of that. And I could see his stock rising as sort of a sleeper when he really shouldn't be next year. Yeah, I think that he has a huge chance to bust. I don't think that that Bears offense is good at all. Like I said, I always have talked about how I don't really like Allen Robinson. Obviously, oh, I don't no. like any of the Bears quarter <laughs> Calvin's bad when I mentioned not liking Allen Robinson but uh yeah I just I mean you'd say you don't like the offensive situation in Chicago right Calvin I think that's an obvious that's a given except Allen Robinson that doesn't mean the players are going to be bad but I think that there's not going to be much of a run game and I don't think that they really have a solid offensive line and that the Bears are going to be having to pass a lot because they're going to be down by so many points this season you know who they're going to pass to who Alan Robinson. Oh, oh gosh, I fell right into that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, come on. You just endorsed my player. Nice job. Well, we haven't talked about Alan mm-hmm. Robinson in a couple episodes. So, actually, how long has it been? Uh, last, wait. <laughs> Am I, like, dumb or something? Did I? No, I didn't include Alan Robinson last week. Or did I? Can someone tell I me? I you did. I wish we had, like, listeners on the show, and they're like, you talked mm-hmm. about Alan Robinson last week. I, I do not remember whether I did. I did not remember whether I did or not. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. I actually don't remember. Oh, I know I put Anyways, him my, uh, on at one point. I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, my um, my first bust at running back is got to be Le'Veon Bell. Oh gosh, I'm not gonna say it. No, no wait, wait, wait! I just realized. I was like, oh wait, Chris. I thought Chris like 
like talked too fast or something and ran out of breath. And I was like, oh no. Oh no. Adam Gase is back on the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the, that's really the reason why Le'Veon Bell can't really produce. And I agree. I mean, I don't necessarily – I don't think he's going to fall off the map completely, but I just don't really like his potential over there in New York. Yeah, I don't like his potential at all. I think that he's really going to struggle. And we saw it last year. He was supposed to be really good. And, like, I mean, I did a trade last year, Le'Veon Bell for Adrian Peterson, which was really stupid, honestly. You I mean, got I think Le'Veon it was Bell. really good for me. Yeah, I got Le'Veon Bell, which is what I'm saying. That was really good, stupid for the other person. But still, there was still some kind of thing that in that person's mind they were willing to trade – Le'Veon Bell for Adrian Peterson, and that's how bad it was because, I mean, he just wasn't able to produce. He was getting, like, seven points a game, which is just terrible. I mean, it was just really bad having him on my team, even though I was able to play him at flex because I got him in a good deal. But still, it's just really frustrating to watch him put up seven points a game when I know he has so much more potential, and I think that he's going to bust. And I hate when I see him going around that 20, that 20 range. It really annoys me. Yeah. I mean, for me, he can. I feel like he can go around that twenty range, but like he should be. Way Actually, back. no, no, no. I meant, uh, I meant not, not, not around that twenty range. I meant like fifteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I don't like that, that either. Kind of area. I think he could be way back of like number. He could be like eighteen, but way back of seventeen. I could see that. But um, yeah, it's just not really. Uh, yeah, I don't really like Le'Veon Bell next year either. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's your first guy. My next guy is DeAndre Swift, and oh. I forgot to mention these are my these running backs are my three actually they're four because I went up to Chris. Chris has his three D's to fantasy success in wide receivers. I have my four D's uh, running Don't my four D's four D's mm-hmm. running backs to avoid in fantasy. And the second one is DeAndre Swift. Just because DeAndre Swift, I've talked about this so much. I feel like I'm just like sounding like a broken record. But carry on Johnson. Got like no care. Well, not no carries. He was the lead back, and he got like twelve carries a game last year. Now with DeAndre Swift here, Carryon Johnson's not going away. He's talented. They'll each get six. And does that look good for fantasy production? That's like what James White gets in receptions, but like it's half PPR, so it's okay. Like that's what Rex Burkhead sneaks in on a good game. And Chris, I know you like Rex Burkhead, but I just hate that number in such a pass happy offense. You're throwing a rookie RB in a timeshare with barely any carries. I can't take it. I don't know why people think he has upside. He's one of the least, one of the rookies with the least amount of upside I've seen in years. Honestly, that's what, that's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. One, especially the highest drafted, one of the highest drafted. Yeah, Calvin, why don't you, why don't you go to your third D just to, just because we're on the, your D's. Okay, I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's not talented. DeAndre Swift's not talented, though. I'm just saying that he's being overvalued mm-hmm. in fantasy. My third guy, Darius Geis, who also is very talented. But the thing is, the Redskins also have Bryce Love. They've also got Adrian Peterson. They've also got Antonio Gibson. Um, I think they also have Peyton Barber. They also have J.D. McKissick. Yeah. They also uh, – do they have anyone else? I don't know. But anyway, that's just what I'm saying. I'm All those guys – all those guys could conceivably make the team next year. And there's just going to be so much competition for targets, even if Darius Geis stays on the field. But when's the last time we've seen Darius Geis stay on the field for like more than four games? Like early in his college career, maybe? I mean, well, not early in his college career, but he was banged up in college. He's banged up in the NFL. And I don't know what it is about LSU running backs, but Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis, both very banged up. For over the past few years, although Fournette stayed healthy last year. Mm-hmm. So for me, Darius Geist, he won't see enough carries when he's on the field, and he won't be on the field enough 
to be great. So he's while he's talented, and I have seen his talent. Um, and when he's on the field, he's great. But like, it's just you got to watch out for that because he's not going to get enough carries when he's on, and he'll get hurt a lot. That's my third D. And uh, Chris, before we go to our both, why don't you just say your second and third? Yeah, my second is uh, Sony Michelle, and that's because I think that there's too much competition there. And honestly, the Patriots running back that I would be most happy to draft is a uh, Rex Burkhead, just because I think that he has the most potential. And other than that, I think that they're all going to be busts. I think that Rex Burkhead is a sleeper. I think Sony Michelle could very well bust. He's just not efficient enough, and he just doesn't get enough carries in that offense. And now with Cam Newton, a running quarterback, it's just even worse for him. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I just realized that, too. When you have an efficient running back like Christian McCaffrey, when Cam Newton was there, McCaffrey was still putting up tons of points, partly mm-hmm. because he had pass but catching. But Sony Michelle isn't, Sony isn't a Christian McCaffrey, though, so you know that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's very inefficient. He doesn't catch passes, and those are the two things that you can use to avoid being usurped by a running quarterback. So, actually, I need to move him down in my rankings. I'll have to do that right after the show. Cam Newton um, coming there is going to really bump down Michelle, who I didn't hate all that much just because he had a starting role. Now I really do hate him mm-hmm. uh, in fantasy. So, yeah. yeah, I think, Chris, your third is Alvin Kamara. Yeah, my third is Alvin Kamara, and this is – I'm not saying Alvin Kamara is going to bust. Please don't – Wait, wait. Saying you're Kamara saying that he's bust. a bust, but you're saying he's not going to bust? I think that there's a chance that Alvin Kamara busts. That's a bigger chance than people think? Yes, a bigger chance than people think because I think that there's injury potential because we saw he was a little bit banged up last year. And Latavius Murray, I mean, it, it might be crazy. Oh, no. But it's like, I feel no, like no. Latavius Murray, there's a sm- small chance that he could take over and I'm worried that Alvin Kamara there's a chance that he could become mainly like a a change of pace kind of passing back rather than a than the running back sort of like that's what I think could happen and that's the reason that I have him as a small chance to bust I don't think he's going to be taken over I mean I agree that he's being a little bit overvalued but I don't think Latavius Murray is going to take over from Alvin Kamara like I don't think there's really any chance of that happening but um I mean, yeah, it's, well, I, but I do agree with you somewhat, though, that Kamara will probably bust. Or no, no, wait, 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 time out. No, not probably bust. I meant uh, there's a, he won't do as quite as well as people expect, but just because of the limited number of carries. And Latavius Murray, I won't deny that he does take some carries, so does Taysom Hill. So you got to keep that in mind. It's kind of like having a running quarterback. And, um, mm-hmm. oh, I just realized, I'm, I just remembered something. This is a tangent, but Taysom Hill, I think he's – yeah, he's been reclassified as a tight end. And I'm pretty sure last year he would have been the – I guess he in half PPR leagues, I think he was the number like 16 or 18 tight end in fantasy mm-hmm. points. Yeah. So Taysom Hill is draftable for tight ends this year. And honestly, I might put him at 24 ahead of Will Disley. Should I do that and just like be the only one who has to Yeah, I might actually stick him in at like 22 maybe even like – yeah, because I mean, he, he could be getting a lot more snaps at quarterback, and if Drew Brees gets injured, but a bing, but a boom. Well, he'll be a quarterback then. But I'm just saying, no, he was he, the numbers don't lie, and he was a mid-tier tight end too last year. That's what he was. Okay, Alvin, I just got a little bit of news while we're uh, very inconsistent though. While we're talking, or while we talked about Cam Newton earlier, we're, I guess we're kind of on the topic of quarterbacks, but uh, the Browns also, the Browns and the Patriots were o- only teams to. Uh, talk to Cam Newton so I think it's interesting that the Browns did I mean maybe they have I think maybe they don't trust Baker Mayfield yeah yeah maybe they don't trust him 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's actually really interesting. I mean, it might, might be just because they want a veteran body, but now I feel like I need to move Mayfield down too. <laughs> this is a sort of spiraling <laughs> out of control with my rankings. I like move this guy down, move this guy up, down, up, mm-hmm. down. Up. But um, yeah. it, and it's possible when you listen to this podcast, you go over and you're like, Calvin, you don't need to move him down. But just remember that that's probably because I've already moved him down or up, whatever guy you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, let's go to our both. And it's the fourth D. It's Daryl Henderson. And uh, Daryl Henderson, the thing is, oh my, I feel like a broken record. I don't want to say it anymore. The three-headed monster in Los Angeles, he's going to get the short end of that stick, or at least close mm-hmm. to it with yeah. Malcolm Brown. Cam Akers, as he develops as a rookie, will get more and more of the touches because he's talented. The, he's, the Rams picked him in the second round over J.K. Dobbins, so he must be talented. Malcolm Brown was not that efficient last year, but he was pretty efficient. So that leaves out Henderson, who consistently had bad games last year, even and really defied expectations. And Chris, I mean, since this is our both, I guess we completely agree on this one. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think that he's gonna get he's not gonna get much of a workload because I think that Malcolm Brown is more talented and so is a uh, new uh rookie RB Cam Akers. I think that they're both gonna just it's gonna be like a maybe like a a forty percent cam acres 35 percent uh um malcolm brown and then like 25 percent daryl henderson and so you see daryl henderson and that little bit of percentages is getting the small end so i think that i just don't think that there's much room for him and i think that he's going way too high and he's gonna totally bust uh i mean yeah i think i i agree i won't say eh, i agree pretty much completely uh so we'll go to wide receiver and since <laughs> Calvin doesn't like my wide receivers, just so you guys know. Oh, Chris hates like my Calvin. wide receivers. I wanted to put four that he all hate. Well, actually, one of the ones I put he doesn't hate, but he disagrees with. But I wanted to put the guy he hates. And Chris told me I had to pick between them. So I'm going to – I might sneak in a little <laughs> bit of knowledge while he isn't listening. But, uh, yeah, I don't – well, yeah, I kind of do not like Chris's wide receiver bust picks. But we'll start with you, Chris. Who's your first? Yeah, I think this is one that very well could have been on our both, and that's Debo Samuel. I just think that he's being overvalued. I think he has a chance to bust because he has, like, he has a lot of injury potential, and he's in a run-heavy offense. Kind of the same reason as uh, I said when I talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, which is just run-heavy offense, and I don't think that he's going to do that much. And I feel like this might sound crazy, but I feel like his kind of his ability as a, a running back that also gets carries is going to hurt his wide receiver value but that uh, that does sound a little crazy to me but actually wait i mean he might be used as a decoy a little bit i'm just not the most outlandish thing i've ever heard i mean i think i i can see it yeah oh, okay mm-hmm. who's your first calvin uh juju smith schuster and adam Thielen, because chris didn't let me put out no no calvin Thielen. calvin's only doing juju smith schuster this is a problem Adam Thielen cannot be a bust. You know Adam Thielen's not going to be a bust. Yes, he is. He's going to underwhelm in targets and receptions, and he's going to get hurt. Underwhelm. He... Like, very underwhelm. Because people have him ranked in the top 10. That's ridiculous. He's, like, 24 for me. That's but... so low. Like, his injury risk isn't that much. Oh, yes, it is. I mean, he went, like, well, I mean, no, I'm not talking about his injury risk. Season. I'm not talking about just his injury risk. It's also last year when you look at his targets, he got so lucky with touchdowns, especially when he no, first – No, but the year before he had so many targets and now he loses Stephon Diggs. Yeah, like, the year before he didn't have like that run heavy of an offense. Dalvin Cook was hurt for a lot of the year. Uh, I don't know. Was Kevin Stefanski there? Uh, he might no, have it was Pat Schumer. 
Pat Schumer. Pat he Schirmer. was. He was. Wasn't he coaching the Giants? Or am I stupid? Or no, yeah, he was coaching the Giants. He coached the. Or no, I think he might have coached. Yeah, he coached Vikings in twenty seventeen. Okay. Well, um, I mean, no, I'm he talking... was the, their offensive coordinator. I remember. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just I feel like Thielen numbers don't lie. And last year, the targets and receptions weren't really there, and he wasn't very. He wasn't scoring that many fantasy points either. Like even with the touchdowns, he wasn't scoring that much. So, but my actual <laughs> guy is my actual guy though is Juju Smith-Schuster, as Chris said. And uh, Juju, it, what reason is there to believe that just because Ben Roethlisberger, like a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback, comes back, that Juju's suddenly insane again? If with Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. and Devlin yeah. Hodges, who are admittedly bad quarterbacks, um, Juju played awful, like absolutely awful. That I think that proves that he can't excel in double coverage with no one to take pressure off him. Deontay Johnson just is not good. I just don't like Deontay Johnson. I would, he's never really put up these numbers that wowed me. So I don't think he's good enough to take off attention off Juju. And Juju was thriving in that wide receiver two role with Antonio Brown over in Pittsburgh. Now with Antonio Brown gone, I just really don't. I'm not really. I'm really not liking Juju uh, this year. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I don't agree as much. I think that Juju isn't going to be too much of a bust because I think that he will be a little bit better with Ben Roethlisberger, and he's still the number one, but I don't think that he's going to live up to the expectations. I think that that's fair that he'll be with Roethlisberger coming back. I think that's fair that he'll be a little bit better, but his points per game were atrocious, so I think it's fair to expect to jump yeah. to number 25. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of people have him in, like, top 10 as well. Juju and Thielen, mm-hmm. way overvalued. I hate it so much. Uh, Chris, your second I also don't like is John Brown. Yeah, I, I just don't like John Brown. I think that Stefan Diggs is going to be the uh, the guy that gets all the targets in, in Buffalo, and that's basically the only reason I have. I just think that he's not going to get that many targets, and I don't think that he's that talented of a wide receiver. I think he's proven that he's talented, and he was proven that he can handle targets. I think him and Stefan Diggs may operate well, like a target split, honestly. Because Stefan Diggs. Tom, would, who would you rather have, uh, John Brown or Stefan Diggs on your fantasy team? Uh, I would have to say Diggs, but Diggs is such an overvalue and Brown's such an undervalue. Do I have to take? Mm-hmm. Am I taking them at the same spot? Am I choosing between a spot, or are they going at their ADP? Oh uh, well, okay. So I, I guess yeah. No, I'm just saying like just just actually play for player. Oh, okay. So if they're if I'm in a round and I have to choose between those two, I would take Stefan Diggs. But I mean, if it's like if for ADP purposes i would rather have john brown at wide receiver uh wherever he's going 40 45 than stefan Diggs at wide receiver 25 for sure mm-hmm. yeah i i might agree with that i might agree with that Even i just though- don't i actually no, i wouldn't I, i'd rather have stefan Diggs. i just think that john brown isn't talented enough and i don't think that he's gonna get get enough targets to hold a fantasy value okay All anyways right. my third is uh cd lamb and this is just because he's a wide receiver three i mean I don't think that the workload is there. I think that he's going to take a year to develop. I mean, uh, Dak already has good chemistry with uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup since they've both been here for a while. And now he's got Blake Jarwin, who he's been working with a lot. And I think that Blake Jarwin has a chance to maybe step up. I think he has a small chance to be inside that top 24 and maybe a guy that you end up picking up in free agency. So I just think that there are too many weapons in in an offense that's still kind of run heavy. I mean, with the USO of Zeke, to worry about that's all taking away from cd lamb so i just don't think that there's enough room there for him yeah i mean I, that's fair i just think that because the uh, the oh my goodness the cowboys are so pass happy i just think cd lamb will have tons of opportunities as the third guy especially with randall Cobb and jason happy 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Randall Cobb and Jason Witten left, and Cobb and Witten weren't that bad. So I think they may yeah, combine. And yes, Jarwin's going to get some, but Lamb will get his, mm-hmm. and he's so talented too. I think he's a good slot guy. Okay. I, mean, I think he's still a bust for what he's going at. If you think this is a debate, wait till I read my last two. Because we're, <laughs> we're, we're just getting into it. If you're an old listener, these are like this. Actually, Chris's aren't really the same old debates. Once I get into mine, we're going to be in the same old debates once again. But if you're a new listener, mm-hmm. you get to hear these debates for the first time. So we'll make them just as exciting as they were before. So my second guy oh, is... Pain makes my heart Why? every time Calvin mentions Hilton. these two ones as bus. Go ahead, Calvin, just say them. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton and Darius Slayton. <sighs> Darius Slayton. T.Y. Hilton, I can understand Darius because, like, Slayton. because Philip Rivers. I think that T.Y. Hilton isn't as much of a date debate. I think it's just you think that Philip Rivers is going to be worse than I do. I think that Philip Rivers still has some left in the tank, and I think that Philip Rivers still has a chance to be pretty good. And I think that, uh, T.Y. Hilton is going to combo Darius well with Michael Pittman. Slayton. Just takes off some of the attention mm-hmm. off of him. Now the good stuff. Darius Slayton. And here's why, Calvin. He has such a good connection with Daniel Jones. And he was putting up Perfect. solid numbers. Toward the end of the season, he was getting like five or six targets a game, which is really good for a rookie quarterback that really hadn't done much at the beginning of the season. He was getting tons of red zone touches. He was also getting thrown a lot of deep balls. And he was just making a ton of great catches, too. It wasn't like he was – just catching easy plays. He was making really good catches. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a lot of trust in him. And in a year where I think Daniel Jones is also going to improve, I think that Darius Slayton is going to go with him. And Darius Slayton is going to be super good. I think that Darius Slayton could very well be top 15 receiver. Oh, 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 jeez. Oh, I don't know if I can, I just, I don't know if I can take that. I mean, I agree that Darius Slayton's talented though, but that's the only thing we agree on. Five or six targets when Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard are hurt? I don't like think that's good at all. No, no, he was virtually non-existent went- before those guys got hurt. Look at his stats before then. But I think that's the difference now. I think that they realized how good he was and he hadn't gotten an opportunity. And I think that he was the best receiver that the Giants had had all year. And all, and I think that that means he's going to get a lot more targets next he's year. He's the best, but like not by much. I mean, they'll have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. In, a, like in an improving league. Giants offense, in an improving Giants offense that I think is actually going to be somewhat potent, at least average, you have to have their number one receiver at least higher than number 40. No, I don't. There's 39 guys that are better, and I like 39. <laughs> I actually really like 39 wide receivers next year, and Darius Slayton's number 40. So I think that's a bit think man another year I might have him at like thirty or thirty five, but not this year. Not not for Yeah, me. but like you're you're who let me check your your top forty and you're gonna tell me that this person is better than oh, we've done this before. Uh, but while, while he does we'll do while we while we'll we run over again just to point out how stupid this is. While we Calvin, do um oh telling me that Alshon Jeffrey is better than Derek Slate. Mm-hmm. Injury like prone Alshon Jeffrey. Injury like prone. Him. How about wide receiver one in Marvin Philadelphia? Jones Jr. Number two wide receiver so for Matthew Stafford, who you already said is a bust. Marvin Jones was fine even without Matthew Stafford. And I'm not saying Stafford's bad. But here's no, he the wasn't. He was awful. No, he wasn't. He was not yeah. awful. He's just not, nobody likes him. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm not, nobody's fair to Marvin Jones. This is the one thing I can't. E.Y. Hilton. Darius Slayton is such a, it's like, 
you can't just look at the stats for someone like Darius Slayton. It's a feel thing, you know? He's just – he has a strong connection with Daniel Jones, and you're really going to see it come through next year. Trust oh, me. in that case, I, I feel that uh, Darrington Evans is really going to take over the um, backfield. Oh, actually, no, he's a rookie, so he doesn't have stats. We'll think of a guy that has stats. Let's see. Who's a perfect example? Um, I just feel like – oh, man. Who do I feel like? I'm feeling – um. Why can't I think of a guy? Now now that I need a guy, I can't think of one. I feel – who do I feel? I feel that Robbie Anderson will settle into a deep ball role that he has not thrived at for his entire career in Carolina. No stats, just a feeling. That's ridiculous. Darius Slayton is in his second year, Calvin. He was a rookie last year. Wait. It, it was in his, his second year, so that means he was a rookie last year? No, I'm just kidding. I'm being kind of sarcastic, but uh, – Right now, I'll try to. I won't be as sarcastic as I'm being, but um, let's see. No, but Robbie. No, I don't like Robbie Anderson. Expect that much in a team that's like also as a rookie quarterback. They're totally figuring out their offense, and then all of a sudden he steps in and he was super good. I mean, they got rid of uh other receivers. They got rid of Cody Latimer, who was taking away some production. Cody Latimer was just an annoyance. He was just a veteran who just was there and didn't really catch many passes ever in his career. So I don't think Cody did lost it. What? <laughs> he got arrested. He got oh arrested. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's not a veteran. He was a younger guy. Young, kind of, kind of. Anyways, T.Y. Hilton onto our both for uh, wide receiver. No, no, T.Y. Hilton. We didn't discuss T.Y. Hilton yet. I think because he. No, you discussed him. I didn't. Oh. But um, T.Y. Hilton, because Philip Rivers' arm strength is declining, we, let's face it, T.Y. Hilton's more of a deep guy. And, yes, maybe he can catch some sort to intermediate passes. But just because T.Y. Hilton Hilton's target share wasn't even that great last year. And if that target share translates to short to intermediate or declines because Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack will probably be running the ball more to support Rivers, T.Y. won't do too well next year. I think Michael Pittman will settle into a role. Um, next to T.Y. because he's a talented guy and T.Y. might take some pressure off him. But the other thing with Hilton is injury risk. He got hurt last year. He's been banged up for a little while, and I don't really see any reason for that to change either. But now we can go to our both. Yeah, okay. Our both is Marquise Brown. And I think that this is this – is, well, obviously this is one we agree with. I think that there's just – I think that the Ravens' offense is just more of a running offense. It can't really hold a really good fantasy wide receiver. And I think that for that reason, Marquise Brown could bust, and I just don't like him. I, th- I don't think that he's very, a very talented guy. He's really only a deep threat. And in an offense, it's, I just don't think that there's room for a deep threat there just because I don't think he's going to get many targets, and I think that that's just going to lead to him kind of busting and falling off the team's radar, sort of. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't have said it better. So we'll go to tight end. Uh, Chris, why don't you start for tight end? Yeah, my first tight end is Zach Ertz, and this is mainly because of the fact that I think that Zach Ertz could be taken over by Dallas Goddard. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think that there's a good chance. That's one of my bold predictions that Dallas Goddard will take over for Zach Ertz. Actually, I think that Dallas Goddard is the more talented guy, and I feel like Zach Ertz is just getting a little bit old, and his target share was declining last year. And then my second is Rob Gronkowski. And Rob Gronkowski, I mean – just from hearing what other teams have said, because I know from multiple sources I've heard that teams have said that they are not worried about Rob Gronkowski. And now Gronk has to get all back into football shape. He's been doing all this TV stuff. And now all of a sudden he's thrust back into a role where he's a tight end. And I just don't, it doesn't seem like it's, it seems almost too good to be true that Rob Gronkowski is going to be 
back with Tom Brady and he's going to be a top guy. I just don't think it's going to happen. There's going to be something wrong. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. It kind of seems like there's going to be a difference there because Rob Gronkowski is a little bit different. Tom Brady's older. And now they have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, who I think Tom Brady's going to throw to way more than either of than Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, well, for me, I think I wrote an article about this on our website, sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. But yeah, Rob Gronkowski, it's just, I, I think it is too good to be true. Wait, when you said that teams were worried about him though, or weren't worried, do you think they, did they mean they weren't worried about him playing well, or they weren't worried about like having fits, having defenders having fits trying to cover him? They weren't worried. They weren't worried about him being a factor in the offense. They didn't think he's going to be a factor in the offense at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then I completely agree. Um, I, well, I mean, I don't completely agree. I think he'll be a small factor. But he wasn't even playing. He was already on the decline before he took a year off, and now he's mm-hmm. not really yeah. as much in football shape. I feel like so. I could, I agree with that. Also, I mean, I don't believe in Dallas Goddard quite as much as you for taking over it for Zach Ertz, but I basically agree with what you said about him. So. My mm-hmm. first guy is Evan Ingram, and Chris does not like this because Evan Ingram, yes, he's good when he's on the field, but I hate keep saying this, injury risk. Injury risk, injury risk, injury risk. Evan Ingram was had injuries on and off last year. I don't see any reason for that to change. An inside source for the Giants said they didn't think Evan Ingram could ever stay healthy, ever. And that's their own team. I mean, of course, they were an anonymous source that they could just say whatever they wanted. But, I mean, Evan Ingram, they don't believe in Evan Ingram staying healthy. They believe in his talent, but they don't believe in his health. And that's why I think he'll be disappointing fantasy owners who maybe project Ingram as a top five tight end. I don't think he's going to be that next year. I have him at, like, number eight. Yeah, I'm actually going to have to – you might be surprised, Calvin, but I'm going to have to agree because I feel like there is a lot of risk with Evan Ingram. I'll kind of change my stance a little. I think that when he's healthy, he's top five, but I don't think that – I don't know if he can stay healthy, and if he doesn't stay healthy, then obviously he's going to be a bust. So I think that it's a good pick as a chance to be a bust because obviously injuries are more of a chance thing. They're not for sure. We don't know what's going to happen with those injuries. So injury-wise, yes, I think that there's a good chance he could be a bust, but talent-wise, definitely not going to be a bust. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I changed your mind on this. You changed my mind on Drew Brees, so I changed your mind on Evan Ingram. Um, next guy on my list is Noah Fant, who Chris completely agrees with too. Noah Fant didn't yeah, no do much last year. Garbage. Last year's rookie didn't do much. Got a rookie, basically a rookie quarterback, second-year quarterback, and Drew Locke, who didn't do much last year. K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy heading into the offense. Melvin Gordon also heading into the offense. Noah Fant had, like, one good game last year, and this year it's going to be the same. Noah Fant was left on the waiver wire of Chris and I's league for a while last year, maybe when he, he didn't necessarily deserve that, but I think he's just never mm-hmm. really was flashy enough and showed enough to really be good next year. And our both is a guy we really hate. Before we wrap this up, and Chris, you can just talk about him first, it's Chris Herndon. Yeah, Chris Herndon is, is in an awful offensive scheme under Adam Gase. <laughs> I don't think that Sam Darnold – I don't think that Sam Darnold is that good. I think that Brashad Perryman is actually a surprise guy that could be a wide receiver one for the Jets and maybe even be good. But I think that he's the only guy that I would trust in that offense. I totally don't trust Chris Herndon. He has – off the field issues with suspensions. I think that he has some injury risk, right? So it's just all mm-hmm. around just a terrible situation. There's so many things that could go wrong. And I feel like one of those things is going to happen, even if it's just he just, just doesn't get the targets in that offense. Maybe a Ryan Griffin gets more of them. 
So you never really know. I just, there's too many things that could go wrong for me to draft him. Yeah, don't forget about Ryan Griffin either. And also don't forget about Jamison Crowder, who Sam Darnold likes to throw to mm-hmm. in the slot yeah. and who will get some targets next year. I actually have Crowder as their top-performing fantasy receiver. Um, yeah, so th- I understand that. That is it for our show. Thank you guys for downloading and listening as always. Um, By the way, I think we – in the future, we might try to get to more podcast platforms. We're on like – five main ones apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, stitcher and tune in but um we might be heading to like different places like iHeartRadio and pandora and pod chaser all those like small slightly smaller ones but i think they're still very good we might be going to youtube as like an audio but eventually i don't know i don't think we we probably won't submit just our audio files to youtube if we go to youtube it'll be for a video show but um yeah, mm-hmm. I, anyway, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podchaser. I'm trying to think of some other ones I found I was looking at. Breaker, Podcast, P- Pocket Casts, um, all those different little places. If you Radio would rather Public. listen. What? Radio Public, SoundCloud. Yeah, Radio Public and SoundCloud. Yeah, I sent Chris the list, so I think he has it pulled up right now. Um, all those mm-hmm. places, they're sort of, if you're listening on like Apple Podcasts and you're like, dang, I ha- need storage. I really need to delete this app so that I can just listen on SoundCloud. Then it's possible we're on SoundCloud pretty soon. So that, that should be fun. But um, yeah, thanks for downloading and listening. As always, to check out our rankings and articles, go to sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy. Um, Chris and I also have a live show. Second in Goal Sports Talk. It's second spelled out like mm-hmm. our podcast. If you didn't notice that second was spelled out in our podcast, then I'm, I'm not really sure what to say. But <laughs> anyway. We're going uh, to be doing more shows on there too. Captain and I are going to be doing two shows together a week and then one show where it's just solo. So you can find all those. Our shows together on Thursday for Trivia Thursday and Saturday. Trivia Thursday could also be turned into different special event episodes or maybe we'll mm-hmm. have those along with uh trivia thursday so you never really know yeah and we have, i think that it's gonna be fun to, yeah, we're gonna be doing some more shows so it's gonna be fun yeah we have our weekly live show on saturday trivia thursday or something else on thursday and chris and i will each do a solo broadcast i might do live live play-by-play golf coverage which i've been doing lately and chris why don't we announce it here because it's pretty much official right now um chris and i are becoming interns at sportscaster which is the app that our show is on, S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R. Um, I'm not really sure how many listeners listen to the end of our episode. I don't know if it's that many, but so I don't know if anyone's actually going to hear this. But it's basically, I would say it's official. I mean, I've already agreed. Chris has already agreed. So yeah, I guess it's, it, it is basically, it's essentially official. So I'm, we can announce it. We're interning at Sportscaster for the next two months. And that's why we have a slight increase in our shows as well. Um. We also might be writing like art, a few articles for a site. Um, I'm not really sure about the link to get there yet. I'll keep you guys posted on where you can find our articles about regular sports. But if you want to find our live show right now, you can go to S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash SG Sports Talk or download the Sportscaster app. Um, if you have questions about fantasy football, email us at secondangolefantasy at gmail.com. And uh, Chris, of course, just because we're interns does not mean you will not be getting your fantasy content each week you will be receiving it sometime it will probably be re- releasing each episode at some point on mondays mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so i guess that's it did i miss anything oh make sure to review us on apple Podcasts. we got a lot of reviews over the last week so um thank oh, yeah. you for we, everyone we you want to read those out yeah let's read those all we'll read them all let's i don't, I don't even care we'll read them all okay all i'm gonna right read now. them all in a row 
Yeah. So okay, here, let so me just pull this up. First one, it says, I am your idol. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, it's you, you, you are my idol. <laughs> OMG, you are my idol. You are amazing. Keep it up. Yes, I, I am your idol. Yeah, yeah, you are my idol. Okay, okay that's, the that's, next that's one is it. from Shelby. It says, magnificent, and it says, love it, love it, love it. No, it says, love it, love it, love it. That's what it yes. says. Mm-hmm. And then, no, you missed one. It also says, wow, by second and goal fan. Um, by the way, yeah. we're second and goal fan. This is so amazing. I look forward to this podcast like none before this podcast is truly a five star. Thank you from the second and goal fan. Yeah, and then our idol, and of then, course, wrote one. And then from, this is an uh, updated review. John Hedelda. Oh, wait, no, never mind. John Hedelda. Yeah. Gives a five out of five. It says, I'm not very good with football and just started listening but this podcast really changed the way I view fantasy football and will probably really help my fantasy league. Yeah. And then we, there's an updated review from number one, cause it says it's truly amazing. And they added the, the title is truly amazing. Five stars. And let me just say that through 18 ratings, all of them are five stars. So that's why you should listen to this podcast. I mean, if you listen mm-hmm. to the end, you're probably pretty devoted, but it says, this is my favorite sports podcast with an extreme depth of fantasy information. That was already there from last time. Then new paragraph. This has helped me so much with my fantasy team. And I think I might win this year. I think you will win this year. Um, so Yeah, you're going to be the champion. Yeah, easy. One, unless you're in our league. Gonna be the champion. Yeah, unless you're in our league. But I'm pretty sure this reviewer is not in our fantasy league. So, um, yeah, but we will not. Th- unless if you're in our league. Oh, my, my earbud just came out. I need to put it back in to hear Chris. Well, they're not in our league. We, we probably okay. know someone in our league gave us a review, but yeah. Yeah, well, we actually, uh, we'll just, we'll just tell you. When you're fantasy league. Yeah, I mean, we've if had. you do everything that we say and combo our info and mainly take away from my rankings, then you'll win your fantasy league. <sighs> no, we're, we're going to have a ranking uh, contest. We've actually had two people from our own fantasy league interview or review. We'll just say that. But um, it's not all of these guys, people. I won't say guys because it's guys and girls. So uh, I assume. But so yeah, that will be, that's it for our episode. And make sure to write reviews because we literally just read all of those. So if you write a review, you'll probably get read too. We should say this at the beginning so that people can know because I feel like unless you better listen to the end. And if you didn't listen to the end, you won't have heard this at all. This is ridiculous. Why are you not listening to the end? Like, if you don't listen to the end, you don't know it when it ends. Because what if I say I'll see you next time right now and it just ends? Should I just end it right okay. here? <laughs> I yep, don't know. We'll see you next time. Okay, Bye. yeah. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye.